0: Good morning. It is wonderful to have you all here this morning. We'll begin our service by singing the doxology and it's hymn number 549, which is in the red hymnal. Number 549. is hymn number 718 with God are wisdom and might he has counsel and understanding if he tears down none can rebuild if he shuts a man in none can open if he withholds the waters they dry up if he sends them out they overwhelm the land with him are strength and wisdom the deceived and the deceiver are his he loosens the bonds of kings and binds a waistcloth on their loins. He makes nations great, and he destroys them. He enlarges nations, and leads them away. In his hand is the life of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is hymn number 99, What a Fellowship, What a Joy Divine. Hymn number 99. in prayer this morning. Our gracious God, we come before you here this morning just as we are. And Lord, you know of the needs and requests that we have in our lives, the needs of all of us that are here, the needs of those that are watching. Lord, we lift all those needs up to you in prayer. And God, we come to you in one accord and in one fellowship as followers of your Son, Jesus Christ. So, God, individually and collectively, we lift up our prayers to you because you remind us again and again how important that is to pray and that we need to have that relationship with you through prayer. Remind us of that, God. And, God, as we think of others, as we think of the staff that are working here today, the patients that are here throughout this medical center, the family members that we will be visiting, Lord, we lift them all up to you in prayer. And God, we especially call those needs to mind right now that you are just giving us through the power of your Spirit in our lives. And God, we are lifting up those individual people that you are calling to our minds right now. God, we are praying for them. And Lord, we just ask that you would be with them, that you would protect them, and that they too would see your will for their lives. And Lord, we are so thankful that in one accord you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father who art in heaven... Take time to be holy. Take time to be holy. What reading this morning is 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning with verse 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful for the time that we have had to worship you thus far. We thank you for the scriptures that we have read, the prayers that we have offered, the hymns that we have sung. Because, God, it is in this act of worship that we seek you, that we look for you, and that we desire to see the things in our lives that we need to change so that we can be better. Help us now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Now, I don't know how you're doing in this new year, as we just started it a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you've already made those New Year's resolutions and you have already broken them. I know I have already broken mine, but that's okay. I don't think I'm not alone on that. And as we talked about on the first Sunday of the new year, the last time I was here, we talked about how the fact that when we make these New Year resolutions that they seem to be polar opposites in terms of what we can and cannot do. And I think that's true. We want to break those bad habits that we have. And one of the things this morning that I specifically want to talk about is for you and I to look for the contentment that we already have in our lives. You and I already in our lives in which we are to be contented. But yet, many times, I do not see them. But I have to look to see the many blessings that God has given me. And a lot of times it's just taking that moment to pause and to look around and to count the blessings that you have in your life and the blessings that I have in my life. And I have many. And even when we do that, even when I do that, I have found myself not in a state of contentment. And I have to ask the question of myself, why am I not contented? Because I should be. By many standards, I should be very content. But yet I know that I am not. And contentment is something that I have found is not a natural state for me to be in. It's not a natural state for you to be in. Contentment is something that we have to work at. Contentment is something that we have to pursue. It's something that we have to strive for. Because it is not a natural state for us to be content. Would you agree with that? It's not natural for us to be content because we always seem to want more of something, whatever that is. And so when I looked at the scriptures today and I looked at different ideas in terms of how to approach this idea of being contented, I found something that was really interesting. It was talking about the whole idea of pursuing contentment. In fact, the things that we are supposed to do, many times we don't pursue those things, do we? And the things that we shouldn't be doing, we pursue those things. So many times in our own lives, we we do the polar opposites of the things that we should be doing. And contentment is one of those things in which we should be pursuing. But yet, we turn the other way and do not pursue contentment. Because it is a struggle at times to find that contentment. It is something that we have to make the effort for, to see it, to recognize it, to see the many blessings that God has bestowed to each and every one of us. And I think one of the things that gets in the way of us seeing contentment is we want to compare ourselves to others. We want to do that keeping up with the Joneses. We want to do that comparison of what others have, what our friends have, what our family members have. And yet we don't seem to measure up with that standard. I want to encourage you this morning to not worry about what others have, to look at what you have, to look at the blessings that you have in your life, to look at the things in your life from the point of view of wanting to pursue contentment, to be satisfied. And I am not saying to you not to make things better in your life. I am not saying to not pursue other things to make other people's lives better. I'm not saying to you not to pursue truth. I am not saying to you not to pursue justice. But what I am saying to you is... For the moment that you have, and right now this is the moment that we have, we only have the present. And in that present moment, for you and I to examine our lives and to say, you know what, I do have many things that I can be thankful for. I do have contentment in my life. And our prayer should be, Lord, open my eyes that I may see the blessings that you've given me so I can be content. Lord, give me the the vision that I need to have in my life so as I look around, I can see the many blessings that you've given me and I can be content in that moment, in this moment that we have. And if we have that contentment, I believe what can happen and what is going to happen is you be able to see different things in your life in a different way. Because when we are truly pursuing contentment, it gives us a different attitude. It gives us a different heart. It gives us a sense of satisfaction in our lives. And because of that, we are able to see things the way that we need to see them. We are able to see the things in our life that we need to work on. We need to be able to see that. And we can't do it unless we have a spirit of contentment. Because when we are not content, what happens? I know that I get agitated. I know that I get angry. And because of that, the decision-making processes that I have get clouded, right? Because that anger, that tension, that conflict gets in the way of me seeing the things the way that I need to see them. And so consequently, I can't make the right decisions. Even though I am making decisions, I don't know if I'm making the best decisions because, right, I'm not seeing clearly because I am not content. I am not satisfied in my circumstances. And as we pursue contentment, we have to remind ourselves that it takes an effort to do that. It is not something that just automatically happens. We have to make the effort to want to be content. And the way that we make that effort is within our own lives. We demonstrate the fact that we are followers of Jesus Christ. We do take the time to be holy. Not self-righteous. Not uppity. Not the attitude that I am better than you because I don't do X, Y, and Z. On the contrary, it's the opposite. It's that when we're pursuing those things in our lives that are truly holy, when we're looking for the righteousness that God wants us to have, it comes down to us making the right decisions within our own lives. And we find the righteousness that God wants us to have when we have the spirit and the attitude of contentment working within our lives. When we are pursuing it when we're doing what we can to see the things that we need to see, the blessings that God has given us. And because we are trying to do the right thing, our attitudes and actions reflect a heart and a mind that truly is good. Good in terms of the godliness exhibited and shown in our lives. Not perfection. Not perfection. You and I are not perfect. You and I are going to make mistakes. You and I are going to have errors in judgment. But it's the whole idea of what we are striving for. What are we going after? What are we pursuing? Because contentment is not a natural state for us to be in. Righteousness is not a natural state for us to be in. Godliness. Is not a natural state for us to be in. But yet we are to pursue those things, not in a sense of guilt, but on the sense of a foundation that God has given us through our faith in Jesus Christ. And because of that faith, we see God's love. God's love for each and every one of us. We see it through the grace that He has provided to us. We see it in the grace of the patience that he gives to each and every one of us. To each and every one of us. And we see the gentleness that God has for us. I have made a lot of mistakes. I have done a lot of stupid things. But I know that God still loves me. I go that God is still wanting me to be his follower. And he encourages me with all gentleness. And he has all patience with me. A lot of times when we are walking with God, we get this sense of the Spirit of God directing us. And it is through our conscience. And a lot of times the conscience that we have is reflected in how we read and study the Word of God. That is something important that we need to have in our lives because the Word of God truly is the conscience of God. And when we are reminded through that, when we are reminded in those words that God has given us, we see the fact that the reminders there is for us to make our lives better. Not a sense of punishment. Not a sense of wanting God to even the score. On the contrary, it's a sense of God in our lives in terms of His desire for us to follow Him in all things. To pursue Him in all things. The scriptures make it very clear that God's priorities for all of us in terms of how we interact with each other is to do what is right, to do what is just. The Word of God tells us that doing what is right and just is more important to Him, is more acceptable to Him than sacrifice. Because when we think about doing right with each other and carrying out justice with each other, that is more important to God in terms of our relationship with each other. And that's what God wants us to pursue But we cannot pursue that unless we are going after contentment. And yes, we fully understand that we need to have contentment in our lives to pursue that which is important. We have to be satisfied with the life that God has given us in the present. Right? Because if we don't, our actions and our attitudes would reflect something that is truly not who we are as a person. And we make decisions not on what is best for ourselves, but what we think is best for ourselves and unfair comparisons that we make to others. God doesn't want that. God wants you to make the decisions that is the right ones for you. God wants you to make the decisions that are right for others. Because when we are pursuing contentment, our desires are not first. They are considered, but they are not first. Because for us to have contentment, God reminds us again and again, as his example to us, to put others in front of our own desires. Because then we can see the things in our lives that God has provided to us. Then we can see the blessings that he has provided to us. Because when we are helping others, our desires are not on ourselves. And because of that, we have that sense of contentment with each other, don't we? That sense of helping each other. That sense of satisfaction that I was able to set myself aside and was able to help someone else. And if we're all doing that for each other, wow, right? And you know what that means is your needs will be met too. Did you ever think about that? When you put other desires of other people in front of your own, your needs will be met as well within that process. Because we are pursuing those things that honor God. We pursue those things that bring the whole idea of God's love to be seen by others in our lives so when we do that we see that we are to pursue the things that are important I want to challenge you as I challenge myself to try to be content how about just for this next hour <laughs> how about you add another hour to that maybe you know maybe part of a day But try that whole idea of being content. Try to pursue that and see where it takes you. I think it will take you to some places that perhaps you hadn't considered before in terms of the peace of mind that we all want to have, the peace that we can't seem to find in all of the aspects of our lives that seem to be in conflict, that seem to be in turmoil, that seem to be all mixed up. Because contentment gives us that opportunity to take a step back and to see our situation for the way that it needs to be seen. And I believe that if we do that, we will see within our own lives the many blessings that God has given us. And within those blessings, we will be given that attitude to have a spirit of contentment that gives us that peace that we want to have. That gives us the vision to be able to see and make decisions positively for our lives because our lives, God wants us to have good lives. God wants us to have lives in which we are at peace and which we are at rest. And we do that when we pursue the whole idea of contentment for our lives. So it is my hope and prayer that you and I will accept that challenge and look for the blessings that are within our lives today so that we can be content in our circumstances, not to have them changed. I'm not saying that. But when we are in the spirit of contentment, it gives us the ability to see the things and the decisions that we need to have to make the changes effectively so that we can be content now, but also content and every day in our lives into the future. Amen. Please take a few moments and prepare your hearts for communion, as it is a wonderful opportunity to acknowledge the public relationship that we have with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we practice communion here freely. And what that means is if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if you believe that, you're welcome to partake in communion with us. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you've given us this wonderful opportunity to look for the things that we have in our lives, to be content, to look for the blessings that you have given to each and every one of us. And God, I would ask that, You would forgive us for those times when we are not content, when we are angry about our circumstances, when we are agitated, when we are at conflict, and God help us to look for those blessings that you have given us, because you want us to have a spirit of contentment to see things the way that they need to be seen, to make those decisions that need to be made positively for our lives. God, we thank you that you forgive us of our sins and that you love us just the way we are. In Christ's name, amen. Our closing hymn this morning is hymn number 153, Abide With Me, Fast Falls the Even Tide. gracious God, I would ask that you would help each and every one of us to be reminded that you abide with us every moment of every day. Help us, God, to maintain that relationship with you through prayer, reading your word, and having fellowship with you, so that we can see the contentment that we do have in our lives. And now, may the peace of God that passes all understanding... Be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.
1: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess?
2: Haha, in my dentist's office.